What's up and welcome to the 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, beauty business coach, salon owner of over a decade, and stylist too. Each episode, I will bring on guests and topics you can relate to, plus a 10-minute beauty business tip. We all need biz solutions fast, and that's what you will find in these tips, something you can use in your business today in 10 minutes or less. No matter what stage you are in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. This week's episode is a fun episode from an Instagram live coaching session. I am continuing to do these live coaching sessions where you can ask questions either before the live or on the live uh, on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'm really happy to share them with you here on the podcast as well. If you like these episodes, let me know. If you don't really care for them, if you already watched them live you know, on Instagram and you're like, no, Lexi, I would like something else let me know because I make this podcast for you. You're my girl and I want to make sure that I provide for you um, whatever you're looking for here on the podcast in terms of your beauty business. So you can always send me an Instagram DM and you can leave a review for the podcast. I love obviously five-star reviews, but I would, I do think, and it's nice to appreciate when you're honest. So that feedback helps me decide what kind of podcast to create. So with that being said, here is the live coaching session. Hey, what's up? Happy Monday. I am so happy to be here with you guys tonight. Um, Really fun. I got a lot of questions today out of the question box on my stories. So keep in mind that anytime you have um, a burning business question that you want to ask me, or frankly, if you want to ask me anything, I'm okay with that. But if you have any business questions, you can always send them to me and you can certainly drop them in the comments here because this is just live Q&A, free coaching, me answering your questions as best as I can. What's up, Heritage Hi, I don't know if it's Tony or Corey, but hi to both of you guys. Um, thanks for those of you joining. So I'll introduce myself real quick, and then I'm going to dive right into the questions. Again, if you have any questions, just go ahead and pop them in the box, and I will answer as we go. So my name is Lexi Lomax. I'm a salon business coach and strategies expert, and I love all things business, and so that's what we're doing. I own a hair salon in San Diego. I have, this year is 14 years, so I have a lot of experiences, so maybe something that you're facing, I'm either facing right now currently with you, or um, I've experienced it in the past. So that's what we're doing tonight, that's who I am, and um, the first question I got is, how do I take a day off without feeling bad that my assistant will be losing hours? And so I totally understand that. I mean, I think that that's a valid concern as a leader, right? We take on responsibility of for others. But you need to have figured out into your plan whatever you like whatever you do for your business, you need to be really clear about when you hire someone. So, I know we can't go back in time. I know we can't fix that. If you didn't give them clear parameters on, "Hey, if I don't work, like this is the situation, but you're able to take clients or like if I'm not here, these are the hours that I'm committed to." Maybe, you know, you have a paid um, like hours that you set aside when you hire that assistant. So you have to think about that. So for me, my assistants are, if I take off and they're, you know, currently right now I'm, it's difficult to have assistants in the salon, but some of us are still working with them. And so my assistant program in my salon is a, um, more about training and, and future growth than it is 
Although it is certainly there to help me with clients behind the chair as well. But the the main thing is that you have to have really clear boundaries when you first meet someone and hire them on as as an individual. And you need to be really clear about what that looks like in terms of paid time off or not and come to an agreement of something that you can do. And feeling bad about taking time off because of your assistant probably to me signifies that you just didn't think about it and you haven't had a conversation and set the parameters about what what the agreement looks like. Is it your responsibility to provide hours for them legally? I don't know, depending on what your employment contract looks like, but that's also something that you can address with, you know, like your employment attorney or whoever it is that helps you with those types of things. If you have like an HR through your payroll company, that's someone who would advise you on like what to do legally because you certainly don't want to get in any hot water with that. So I think feeling bad is just because things are too familial. And when things are too familial, oopsie daisies, I got cut off. So when things are too familial, then you get into hot water, you get into trouble, you get into feelings. And remember, your business doesn't have feelings. So it's either black and white. You have hired this person to do something for you and they're going to do it. This is the agreement. You don't violate the agreement on your end and they don't violate it on their end and everybody lives happily ever after, right? Or at least that's how it should be. So just be really clear about what it is that you expect from someone from the get-go. And if you haven't had these conversations before, which I'm guessing by this question that I've received – is that you either need to have the conversation now or you need to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what can I do so that I don't feel bad when I take this time off? What can I do to either pay this person for their hours and I can make sure that I incorporate that into my business budget for the year? Uh, you know, just basically come up with solutions to fix the problem. The problem is that this person isn't getting paid and you feel directly responsible be- as their employer. Fix it. Either address the problem. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe she'd love a week off and doesn't care if she gets paid or not. That might be a reality. So you have to have a conversation. You have to communicate these things. And first and foremost, you need to set it from the get-go, whatever that looks like for you. And if you can't pay for their time off and you're not legally bound to – that's just what it is. I mean, they might leave you and go work somewhere else, but I think if you're a good employer, if you're someone that they enjoy working with, if you have this deep relationship that you've built over time, then they'll understand. But I also think you got to take care of the people that really help you make it all possible. And so if it were me, I would try to do my best to take care of them at the same time too. Maybe they can work that week or have a different time off that they want. You know, just figuring out what they need and what they value and making sure that I tried to provide that. All right. If you guys have any questions, I know we've got some other folks jumping on, drop them in the chat and I'm happy to answer your questions and I'll continue right along here. How do I know if I'm charging enough? So this is the next question and it's it's a little bit loaded um, because there are so many things. Like my first instinct is like uh, if you ask this question, you're probably not maybe you know, (laughs) Um, that's my like gut instinct. That's not necessarily like my business coach answer. But to me, if you're wondering if you're charging enough, um, you, you might not be, frankly. And so to figure this out, what I like to do, A, use salon scale and it will help you understand your numbers. You need to look at your true costs. You need to know how much it costs you to do the job, right? And then how much do you need to live? And is this something that's possible? 
Can you make these numbers work together? Now, if it's a matter of, okay, I'm using salon scale. I know that my parts are being accounted for in the in the cost of my business, right? So you figure with salon scale, it's a scale and it counts and tells you exactly like to the penny how much money you're spending on color, on, st- on, on product that you're using on their head. Um, and and then you add your labor to it. And that's how salon scale helps us figure out our pricing. But even if you don't use salon scale, you must know how much it costs you to operate your business. And so you need to say like, okay, it costs me. Again, you guys always get me on these lives doing fast math and it's it's trouble. Uh, so basically like if it costs you $1 – and you're charging 50 cents, well then no, you're not charging enough because you're you're losing money. Now if you're just breaking even in terms of being a business, that doesn't really work for me either. Um, you need to be profitable in order to make your business work in the long term. These are businesses, not nonprofits, not charities. And so with that, you need to make sure that you are covering all of your costs and then creating a profit. And I think that that makes a lot of sense, you know, when we think about it so concretely. But when the client gets in front of us and they're sitting in our chair and we're talking about, oh, and do you want to add this or add that? And you're just like, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to charge you for that that gloss today. Like that's on me. Like that's a different mentality and that's that's a different conversation because that's not am I charging enough, which was the original question. So how to know if you're charging enough, really, you've got to make sure that you know what you what your costs are. And, and, I, and I want you to have more than just your cost covered. I want you to be profitable. That's the whole idea so that, you know, after all is said and done at the end of the day, you get to go home, pay your bills and have a little bit of money left over, put some money in savings, like develop a life and a business that works for you right? And most of those things come from money, right? We all want freedom. We want freedom of time. And how do you get those things with with your bottom line growing in your business? And so – uh, just, I, I think that this question, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to this person and dive a little deeper, um, personally, just to make sure that, that I'm answering the question correctly. But I don't think that there is a metric of how to know if you are charging enough. The other, the only other thing that I didn't mention is what's the going rate? Is a haircut in your area $55 and you're charging 25? You might just be shorting yourself or you're just, you know, a very inexpensive haircut in, in your area. But if you have time in, education, there's lots of formulas to help you kind of calculate exactly what you should be charging maybe hourly, again, if you use salon scale. And so, there, again, you can check out those formulas and, and use salon scale. There's a lot of tools to help you with that. And so I um, will direct some st- specifically to this person to make sure that her answer, uh, her question is answered. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, anything that's like going on in your in your beauty business, like what's going on that's a struggle right now, you can drop it in the chat and I will continue to answer or I'll answer them in the next live next week. I'm continuing to go live at five on Mondays um, for the foreseeable future. It's going really well and I'm having so much fun connecting with you guys. I am about to start my 10-week coaching group though. 
So there may be a couple of Mondays that maybe it becomes a Tuesday. Uh, So I will continuously go live every week and answer these questions with you because it's important to me to to know what your struggle is so that I can make sure that I'm providing to you and serving my audience best. Um, So yeah, so the 10-week planning group kicks off next week. There are three spots left if you want to join. It's legit 2021 planning, business planning, all the things. You probably heard me talk about that enough. So There's three spots left. Doors close on Friday. We start on Monday. Okay, next question. How do I get new clients from Instagram and not just from my peers? So, of course, word of mouth and referrals are amazing and how most of us built our original clienteles. However... We want to build clientele on Instagram. We want to use Instagram to grow our businesses. And it is a very possible, like, it's a possible reality. The Instagram is a tool and social media is a tactic that you can use within your beauty business to grow your clientele. The one thing that I will say without making this a whole social media you know, post or um, live or podcast because I am recording at the same time and it will be on the 10-Minute Beauty Business podcast if you want to listen back um, and go over these answers again, is you you must have a purpose to your social media. You must have a strategy. And if you're, the purpose of your social media is to gain new clients, then you must speak to new clients every single step of the way, whether that's you talking direct to camera like I am now, whether that's you posting something, whether that's what you repost. Every single piece of content you share, whether it's original or a repost, needs to speak directly to the person that you're trying to serve. If you're trying to find new clients from Instagram, who is she? Who is that target customer? Who are you talking to? You'll notice that when I speak from my page here at Lomax.Lexi, I am talking to you. I'm talking to a hairdresser. And you, I don't know specifically who you are here. Uh, I don't know your name. But uh, I will. I didn't have that in my notes. Sorry. Um, but this is, this is what I see happening. A lot of hairstylists go back. And they get on their social media and they see something that a hair influencer posted and it's awesome and it's speaking to hairdressers and then they post that. And then we have this like fantastic girl club of hairdressers hanging out on Instagram, stylists, beauty pros, everybody, and we're all cheering each other on. But what that does is it, it, it's a distraction. You're not talking to your target customer. So, so then maybe a new person is going to come to your page and saw something that you made that was amazing – and then they're like, oh, but she's talking to hairdressers. Is she like a famous hairdresser? Like for other hairdressers? Or like, uh, she's not, that's not for me. Click, 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 right? It's like when I pick up Josh's phone and I think it's my phone. And or and we do this. We have the same phone, same case. And it's just confusing. So and then you go to Instagram and, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, well, this is annoying. I don't like this stuff. I don't like any of this stuff because it's all his stuff. It's all surfing and golf and man stuff and like whatever. And so – You know, I mean, it just doesn't appeal to me. So I'm like scrolling a lot faster. Whereas on my page, I'm seeing hair. I'm seeing house renovations. I'm seeing stuff that appeals to me and content that other hairdressers make because that is who I speak to. And so I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's cool. Like I'll spend much more time there. And that's how you can start to build those relationships because you want to make sure that whatever you put out goes and speaks directly to your target audience. 
bottom line. And your target audience is the person that you want to have in your chair. Your target audience is that person that's kind of like you probably and is really interested in some of the same things you are. So speak to her. Share stuff you like. Think about your favorite accounts that you follow. What do they share? They probably don't go, hair, 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 hair. It's weird. It's super weird, even though they might be a hairdresser. They may not, like let's say you follow someone that's like a DIY house person, right? Like they do all kinds of house stuff and you love to check in on them. Well, they're not only sharing DIY house stuff. They're also sharing things about their personality. They're sharing things that they like to do that probably their target customer also likes to do based on them knowing the demographics of their target customer. So dive really deep into that and then make sure that every single thing you do online speaks directly to that person, that you're clear with your messaging and that they know how to get in touch with you and that they know that you are taking new clients just like them and that they know how to do that with either a book now button, a text me button, a call me, a website, a whatever. You need to give them a direct call to action to book with you. Um, at first, I I didn't really love the like, I had a cancellation, like boop, 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 like maybe a year ago when you'd post on your stories. But I think that this is a really great thing to do to remind people that you are taking appointments and that if they don't have an appointment, this one is available because sometimes it works out and it's kismet and they show up in your chair and it's a forever relationship. So I think that it's really important to just be mindful about telling your future customer, your your target customer, your target client that you are taking appointments and this is how you book with me. Be really clear. We need instructions. If I say, hey, uh, I have this coaching program and um, yeah, I got a coaching program. You're like, cool, who cares, right? Or if I'm like, I have a coaching program. It changes literally people's lives and their businesses and I love working with hairstylists who want to be six plus figures who are salon owners or have aspirations to be salon owners. I'm looking for people who want to make a difference in their communities. Those are the kind of people I work with and then I never tell you to hang out with me. That makes no sense. If I leave the call to action off, if I'm just like, hey, I'm all these things and I do this awesome hair and I'm amazing and I never tell you that I want to work with you or this is how you can work with me or this is how you can sit in my chair and this is how we can get that hair to look like that on your head and this is how we can get, you know, I mean, you've got to tell people. We don't know. We don't know. And that's why I'm always, you know, saying, Make sure you speak to your gal, but also be really clear with whatever it is that you are sharing to her because we don't get it and there's so much noise on the internet. So when if you want to build your clientele with Instagram, you've got to show up and you've got to be consistent, number one, but number number one and a half or equal one <laughs> is you have to speak directly to your girl and make sure that it's stuff that is, is appropriate for her right? Make sure it's interesting to her. The, the number one question that I ask myself anytime before I go on social media is, is this interesting to my gal? I don't know. Is it? If it's not, don't post it. Like if it's just something to post, it's not worth it. You need to come back to the drawing board and get a strategy going. And this is definitely something we could work on inside of the, the planning group. You know, we're, we're definitely diving into social media. So you'll see some of that in my content coming in the next, you know, 
10 weeks or so because I'll be sharing what we're doing in there. Little snippets. Okay. Last question is kind of funny, but I think it's a, it, I think it has a, a real answer for you. Um, what's up, Rosanna and Allison and Alyssa? Hey, hey guys. Um, so it says, show me how to make some of those adorable selfie faces you are so good at. And then she's like, so I can stop looking awkward AF. All right, Melissa. So that is a hysterical question. But what I'm going to say is I take selfies and I take pictures because I want to show you what I'm doing, mostly like in my stories, right? Because on my feed, I have some professional photos and some stock stuff and I have, um, you know, text. I just have whatever on my feed, but on my stories, I want it to be me. And I think that if you are uncomfortable in front of the camera, and this goes back to exactly what we were just talking about with speaking to your girl and showing up as you are, that you need to figure out what you're comfortable with on camera and what you're like, okay, that's weird and awkward. And I would never do that in real life. And I don't want that. And I also don't show up to the camera and think, okay, uh, I don't feel good about myself, so I'm going to take some pictures. Like, that that's not how I show up. I, I'm like, okay, I feel good. I'm going to take pictures. If I don't feel good right then, I'm not taking photos because I want you to feel how I feel when I coach, right? Like, that's the idea. I want you to feel, think about it from a hairstylist perspective. I want you to feel how I feel when you're in my chair, when we have this, like, amazing reveal and we've put in 22 inches of amazing hair and you've got, like, all of this amazing extension hair. We want. I want you to have that kind of, um, like, I want you to feel that energy, right? And so I take selfies with a big old smile and I have, you know, I, I'll make a post maybe for you in the, the next week and kind of show you some different poses if you want to do that. Because what I'll do is I'll like, maybe I'm often sitting right here in my office and I just smile or, you know, like move around here at my desk and then I'll put words up here or words wherever they go on the screen. So it's a consistent background so you recognize that it's me if you're tapping through or, you know, might catch your attention. But it's so that I can tell you something, but it's not just words on a page because it's a lot more interesting if you see a face. I also, asterisk, that's nice if you see a face in your hair photos too, right? So uh, for potential clients to see, they're like, oh, that's cool. Like that person has a face. It's not just like a wall of hair. And so keep that in mind when you want to take a selfie or you want to do something like it's I'm not ever just like posting a selfie to be like it's about me and maybe you can feel that too. I hope you can because I'm not like, you know, I mean my my husband and all my friends are like, "Oh, there she goes again with the selfies." But it's it's with purpose. And so I just try to convey my natural energy, whatever I have going on, and share that with you and then I try to make it pur- purposeful that I'm either showing you something and or I'm telling you something with a written word in terms of that selfie also. So it's not just like, look at me, like here I am. It's not It's not like that. But it's fun, right? And selfies are a great way to see people's personality, to see what's going on, and to convey a message, right? And that's exactly what you want to do. To come back to the other question about building um, your clientele via Instagram, showing your face, your little mug, we need to see it. I can't tell you how many times I go to someone's page because we've been chatting a lot and their name is, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, like something balayage and blah, blah, blah. Or like it says, like Lexi does hair or something, which is totally fine. Like whatever. But I just don't know much about you other than like the hair part. Um, 
And so I go to their page and I try to look and I'm like, who is this person I'm talking to? Like, they're an amazing artist. As I keep scrolling, I'm like, well, this hair is unreal. Like, do me next. Except there's never, it's not like, hey, I'm Lexi and I am the face behind all this beautiful hair. Like, I'm the artist behind all of this work. And so it's really important that you do that. And so I would say take 100 selfies and be weird and be awkward and, and try it over and over and over again and smile bigger than you think like way bigger than you think because if I'm smiling like this, like that barely looks like I'm smiling and I just barely had my mouth, you know, like smiled with no teeth, right? But if I'm like over-exaggerating, you're like, oh, wow, she's excited, number one. But more than that, it's you can, you can see it, right? And so you lose a lot in the camera that you, you know, if it's if it's just a still photo that you ne- won't necessarily get, you know, if you were using video because right now you can hear the inflection in my voice, you can see me moving my body and then, you know, also we're recording for the podcast so they can hear it in my voice if I'm smiling really, really big, you know, like your voice kind of changes but when it's a still photo, you kind of have to like animate yourself a little bit further and so think about that when you're you know if you're going direct to camera now don't be like a cheerleader and well I shouldn't hate on cheerleaders I was not one but all of my besties were but you know like how they did that like face you know what I'm talking about like in junior high it's like so intense oh my gosh like don't be like that like be real but just be aware like take some selfies and try this before you need the photo right? It's it being comfortable on camera can be kind of a funny thing, but it does, it's a skill just like anything else in our businesses and you can practice it and you can get really good at it and then it becomes second nature. And so I advise you to take a ton of photos before you need them. And anytime if you're like, ooh, I look good in gray and these blue earrings are really fun and I feel good and I like my messy bun today, take some photos because they're going to work for you eventually you'll need them and so um just just keep that in mind batch right like when you feel when you have a good outfit on and you feel confident batch a bunch of bunch of stuff so after I'm done with this I'm gonna make some reels right because I'm batching content and I want it to be authentic to me and so I'm gonna do all of those things that you'll see me talking to camera I might move close to the camera you just you've got to just try different things so back to the selfie question just Take a bunch, try different angles. You know, down low is not super, um, holding the camera down low is not always super flattering, but you can do some kind of cool things. You can do some body angles. And another like just cheater tip is on Reels and TikTok, go follow, like go find or use the hashtag like posing videos and you'll see a ton and it just will help you get like, okay, that looks super awkward when they're doing it. But also it helps you feel more comfortable when you do it so that you don't, like you said, look awkward AF because that's not the idea. Also, if you want to know how silly you're going to feel when you do this, do it by yourself the first time when you take all these selfies or whatever. Go to Influencers in the Wild and watch their videos because it is hysterical and you'll get a good laugh. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then... I don't know why, you know, you got to have fun in business too. So that is all of the questions this evening for uh, our chat tonight on IGTV. Look at us just right here at half an hour. I'm so happy that you guys sent me these questions. I am happy to continue answering questions. If you have any beauty business questions, feel free to DM me here on Instagram. Send me an email. Um, You can always comment anything on any of my posts and certainly next week we'll have the question box again so you can pop any burning business questions there and I hope that you have a wonderful week. 
I'm so excited this week because I am kicking off the 10-week beauty business planathon. So the group will be up and rolling. I'll be working with you if you're in the groups uh, on your plan for 2021 and just really excited to be with them. And also uh, my master new mastermind group is starting the January start here. And so I'm just excited to be back with you inside of your business this week if you're one of my students. And I'll be sharing a little bit on stories you know as I always do and until then I'll talk to you soon.